Hey y'all, welcome back to Reading with Celebrities. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Lindsay. And today is our discussion on The Heart is a Lonely Hunter, which is our second book from Oprah's Book Club that we picked. Um, so hopefully if you've read it, please join in our discussion. If not, go finish it because we will probably have spoilers in this episode. At least, at least two probably three spo- big spoilers yeah there's yeah there's some pretty big one at the end for sure is the big one i think um, yes but yeah so we finished the book um what were your overall thoughts about it um so at the beginning i kind of was just like i wish this was a book all about Mick. like i really liked Mick's character couldn't stand uh blount or blunt whatever his name is he was annoying um doctor could you know take her leave didn't really want him all biff was a cool character but overall like i don't like i just i don't know i didn't connect with any of the characters at all like i was very sad here's one of the big spoilers a singer killed himself because his terrible friend was a terrible person but then died um and I, i don't know i just didn't connect with any of the characters like it felt like a chore trying to read and finish it yeah um i didn't connect with any of the characters either but it's funny because like i was not a fan of mix i did not like her character at all i don't know what it was i think i don't know because she's a 15 year old girl i don't know if it was her trying to act like an adult and maybe that was just her family too because she was in charge of her little brothers so Mm -hmm. i don't know if she just had to grow up fast um so i don't know i wasn't a big fan of hers but I agree with, like, Jake Blount. I did not like him. He was just a drunk that liked to cause fights. Like, I thought his character um, was pointless. Like, I didn't think there was any need for his character. I actually really liked Dr. Copeland a lot. I liked his character a lot. Um, but, and then with Biff, the only thing I have with him is, what was supposed to be his relationship with Mick? Was It always made it seem like he had this weird obsession with her, and I could not figure out yeah. what it was, if it was supposed to be something inappropriate, or if it was like a father figure type thing. Like, they never went into detail, but like, Mick thought that he hated her, but when we were in his story, it was like he liked her, but he had this, like, it was all talking about the way he was staring at her. Mm-hmm. And so I was yeah. like, I don't know. I think for me at the beginning, I liked Mick. And I, for me, what really, at the beginning, at least, again, like I said, towards the end, I was just kind of like, meh, on all the characters. Um, but I, the whole scene where she's getting ready for, for her party that she's throwing and she puts on makeup and she's trying on all the dresses and stuff. And she kind of, I think, I don't know, at least I, I think if I were, you know, 13 14 that same age like I'm sure I did the same thing put my makeup on and then in the mirror was just kind of like oh I'm so like famous and popular when in reality you know it's just chilling in Michigan (laughs) yeah well and she was Um, like yeah and she invited like all the cool kids over for this like prom party yeah yeah and then, then she had the younger brothers and sisters which I also had so like I felt like maybe if I had read this book when I was that age, I would have connected with her more. But just reading it now, I'm kind of just like, Ugh, get over yourself. Ugh, move on. Yeah. Ugh, do whatever. Like, I just, I liked Portia. I will say, I did like Portia. Oh, she was a great character. I, I always felt like she popped up at the right time to, like, say yeah. something smart and then just kind of, like, well, and we, back. And we even saw her relationship grow with her father because her and Dr. Copeland were not did not really even have a relationship at the beginning of this book Mm. so we like saw that kind of like progress and um so basically sorry we kind of like jumped into some major plots in the book but like basically the story is about a deaf man named mr singer that he had a friend that was also deaf but he went to an asylum and so when that happened Dr. Mr. Singer moved into Mick's parents' house because they had an extra room. Like, I think they boarded quite a few people. Like, they rented out rooms to multiple people. 
So he had a room there. And so he had relationships with four major characters, with Mick, um, the daughter that lived in the house, Dr. Copeland, um, Biff, which was the owner of the cafe where he would eat at three times a day, and then a drunk man that he met at the cafe. Um, So all four of these people would always just go to Mr. Singer to talk about, to talk about their like problems that they were having. And I think that they did that because they didn't have somebody talking back to them, telling them what they were doing was wrong or anything like, so I think that's why they confided in him. So it's pretty much what the book is about them confiding in him. He obviously cannot respond. He just sits there and listens, which I think is what all four of them needed was just somebody to listen to them. Um, And then, um, but I think the smaller things is when we would get to Mr. Singer, he was always excited to go visit his friend, the other mute. Um, He would get so excited. He would take like a week off, leave a letter telling them that he wasn't there. And um, I think it was like his third time or fourth time that he went to visit him. He found out that he had passed away. And then we finally see like that that's like what Mr. Singer wanted all the, this whole time was just a friendship with that man. Yeah, it was the only person that he could communicate to. Yeah. His it was thoughts the, and feelings. Yeah, it was so his, it was, yeah. Basically the only person he could talk to and, and that would listen to him. Yes. And so obviously when that happened, this is again a major spoiler, I think Lindsay mentioned at the beginning anyways, but at the beginning or at the end, um, there was just so much sadness that Mr. Singer ended up killing himself. So, um, but then you kind of see how that affects those other four characters at the end of the book and how they handle this. Cause they, nobody knew about this other friend. Nobody understood why he did this. So all of a sudden they're just like, where is he? Why is he not here? And so you kind of see this like heartbrokenness between the other four characters as well. So that's kind of what the premise of the book is. Um, but like Lindsay said, the characters were hard to relate to. Um, Mick was probably the one that, like you said, maybe might be most relatable because we were teenage girls at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was really hard to relate. And there, like, there was no like, it's just a book. Like there was no major plot points except for closer to the end. Like, it was just their stories, which that's okay to have a book like that. And I will say, even if I did not enjoy the the book that much, it's a pretty impressive book for a 23-year-old to write in the 1940s. Yeah, I think think if I had read this at a different point in my life, I would have really enjoyed it. Um, Where it's more just, just a narrative of, like, the the intricacies of everyday life probably would have enjoyed it a lot more I look for a little bit something different than what I read now um or what grabs my attention now um so like I I don't think it has anything to do with it being an older book like To Kill a Mockingbird I've read that multiple times it's one of my favorite books and that was written you know decades ago and stuff and not as not as long ago but so I don't think it has anything to do with that I just think it's the characters weren't appealing to me at this point in my life. Yeah, like, yeah, I definitely agree. It had nothing to do with when it was written. Um, I just, yeah, the, the characters, and then, like, even if you don't have characters that don't draw to you, then you want the story to draw to you. And I just, I never felt, like, I never knew, like, when we get to Jake's chapter, I was like, ugh, here we go, you know? Or, like, even Biff's character, like, I just, I didn't, I did not enjoy him at all. And then I was like, and then again, I was like, is there something weird or inappropriate that he has? Like, does he have inappropriate thoughts about Mick? Like, I could not figure that out. Um, so that was weird. Like, I had no idea. So I remember um, asking you if you thought Singer was, Singer and his, his friend, who's the Greek um, guy that went to the asylum, uh, I can't Oh, I have the book right here. I can't recall his name. Um, I would call him Antoine. <laughs> Is this like Anopolis or something? Antonopolis. Antonopolis. Spiros yeah. Antonopolis. That's what it was, Spiros. Um, yeah. It was you if you thought that they were gay because I was 
thinking that they were um, just with the amount of like despair that Singer went through when he left and visiting him and then, you know, finding out he died and then killing himself. And I kind of went back and forth for a little bit and I still don't, I still don't know what I think. I don't know if I think he was gay because I did some research on the author and she actually is a lesbian or was okay. a lesbian. She's, she's dead now. Um, so I don't know if, if she was kind of taking a little bit of her life and putting it into a character but if she was, why didn't she put it into Mick? Because other things I read was like Mick was sort of a reflection of her. Um, or if it truly was like this was his person that he could communicate with and his person was gone and now he had no one else. Like he he felt like he was truly alone at this point. So See, I still haven't I still haven't come to a decision. Maybe a little of both. I don't know. See, I think it's definitely the second. Like I never until you mentioned it to me, I never thought that way about their relationship. I truly do think, like, it was, this is his only person that he can communicate with. Because isn't there one part of the novel where he finds another group of mutes, but, like, they were mean or something? Or, like, they yeah, kind of just were, left were, him? Yeah, like, they weren't his his type of people, his friends. Yeah. Which, even then, to me, it was still a thing where it was like, okay, is it because... Like, like with any friendship, you're just not connecting with these people, even if you can communicate, or is it just he longs for his true love? I don't know. Like, I could, I don't know. I don't. But then I was also reading some people were trying to argue that Mick herself was a lesbian. Mm. I didn't really get any of that either. I didn't get that. So I don't. Because we also had her. The trailer. Go for it. Sorry. Oh, no. I was just going to say, because I. I mean, we even saw in her relationship with that neighbor kid. I can't think of his name now. It was like Harold or something. Yeah, Harry or something. Yeah, something. So. I did like the, the scene, too, where he was like, trying to box the Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, ask me why I hate fascists. And she's like, my party's blown up. I gotta go. <laughs> um, okay, sorry. What were you going to say? You said you watched the trailer. I watched the trailer for the movie. I watched the trailer for it when I was still in the mindset again of like, man, I wish this book was all about Mick. I even texted that to you. Like, I wish yeah. the book was just about Mick. And I watched the trailer and they spun it off like, it's the story about, and I'm like, about a deaf man. And they're like, nope, it's about the story of a 16-year-old girl down in Georgia and her life. And Carson McCullers wrote this and she was like, Mick growing up. And so I was just like, I don't, I don't, I don't. I'm sure this movie's good, but it doesn't seem like an accurate reflection of the book. Yeah. So. Well, and remember when you thought that Mick was the character on the cover? It's so not. It's, it's the not. author. Yeah, it's the author. So I wonder, too, like, even though everybody's relationship was with Mr. Singer was, like, the premise, like, maybe Mick was the biggest character. Because I do think we learned more about her than any other character in there. Like, that's what I felt. Like, I felt like we we learned more about her. Um, also, okay, another question I was going to ask. Did you think that Jake killed Dr. Copeland? When he beat him up in his bed? Oh, I thought it was close. I, I didn't think they would let him go out like that. I didn't, I don't know. I thought I he was I dead. And then, like, the next chapter didn't mention it, so I was like, maybe he's just hurt? So I was really sad at first, because I was like, well, here here we go. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I think I was just... I don't know. I'm not, I'm not feeling too keen on Oprah's Book Club right now, between our first two choices. <laughs> yeah, I'm not... We did not get great picks, but also, like, when was, do you remember when this book was chosen? Uh, April 2004. Yes, I have. April 2004. So, like, 17 years ago. I don't know. I don't know how she chooses her books. I think we're, we're 0 for 2 right now. Yeah, think, what would you rate this? Uh, I might have given it a three. 
But again, I would I, give it a three. I think I'm terrible at rating books because like I'm like this book is like supposed to be like I don't know like do I feel bad for not liking this book am I supposed to like this book am I supposed to get more from this book I don't know I don't I don't know yeah I think I think three is respectable I always put threes are kind of like my baseline for a book yeah like right now I think if somebody came to me and just based solely off of these two and they were like, would you recommend Oprah's Book Club? I'd probably be like, it depends on the kind of person you are. It depends on the kind of books you like to read. Like, yeah. I wouldn't give it a resounding yes. I wouldn't, you know, just say absolutely not, don't read it. Um, there have been, there were other books on her book club that I have already read that I enjoyed very much. So I, agree. I don't know if our random wheel generator just shot oh, out some. I mean, I'm looking at our list. And it was not nice to us. No. Like. Well, I mean, I Anna Karenina's next. Yeah, and I'm not looking forward to that one. But maybe just because it's a big book. I have I don't really know much about it. Um, we again, haven't announced the other ones yet, so. That is also true. Which we, I guess, um, well, we're, we have two months with Anna Karenina, so we can still hold off on those. um but i did print from like i guess with oprah.com she still has like all her books from this because this is from her original book club not her Mm 2.0 so she has like some discussion questions and stuff like that i don't want to read them all because there's again like 30 um questions so we would be here all day um but I think the first question is good. It says, in picking up this book for the first time, um, with like the very serious cover of the author on the cover, what did you expect from it? Talk about your initial impressions, what you heard about the book or other things you know about the novel prior to starting the first chapter. Um, I, I knew nothing about this book. Yeah, I, didn't, I had never heard of it before. Yeah, when we picked it, I was like, okay, cool. Um, So I knew about it when I got the book and read the synopsis about it. Um, Again, I had no idea who was on the cover, didn't know it was the author until we talked about it last week. Mm I think I I expected, I think I expected it to be a very sad book just based on what I was reading. Um, I do think it was sad. I think I got sad at the end with with Mr. Singer. But again, I think I was like you, where I was just, like, forcing myself to read this book to be done with it. Yeah, I, um, yeah, I didn't, I had never heard of it before. I had heard the phrase, the heart is a lonely hunter, and I think it's from a poem. Yes, that's what it says. Um, it says, a poem by William William Sharp. The lines, but my heart is a lonely hunter that hunts. Um, so, yeah. So, I think it's a good title. Um, yeah. I think it applies to every character. I agree. Uh, you know, Mick is out, always, like, they're all looking for something. They're all looking for that person to communicate with. And they and found him. our four main people were, their person was Mr. Singer. And Mr. Singer had uh, Antonopoulos until he didn't. And you know um but i i i was kind of excited after reading the synopsis because like i said like i was seeing things where it was drawing comparisons to jekyll a mockingbird and that's one of my favorites and it just i don't know if i hyped it too much up in my head but I, it wasn't yeah i don't know i agree I just, I didn't, I don't think I had anything, I had no initial impressions because I had no idea what to expect. Um, okay, another one. In meeting Biff Branham in chapter two, what can you tell immediately about his relationship with his wife? Describe what interests you about him as a character and about the New York cafe as a place. So, I was actually... I think more 
shocked and saddened by his wife's death, which happens like early on in part two. Yeah, I was not I think expecting I was, that. I think then I was more about Singer's death because I think there was kind of kind of a build up. Like as soon as you found out, like oh, Antonopoulos is dead, like this is not going to be good. I think it was kind of building up to that. So, um, um, I think for me, I think she tried to portray it as like, they're this kind of like rough couple that always bicker and stuff like that. But I always felt like they loved each other. Yeah. Cause they had been together for quite a bit. I forget mm-hmm. if it was 15 or 25 years. Now I can't remember. Um, I do feel like they loved each other, but I do think like they portrayed her as just like a nagging wife and like how she was like, you need to get Jake out of here or I'm going to kick him out. Um, which I understand cause he was a drunk. He was causing a scene and stuff. Um, but yeah, I kind of just felt like, I don't know. I didn't I didn't really care for their relationship. I was sad when she died. I was not expecting that. Um, but I think his character is important because I think it's his cafe that all of these people have in common. Yes. You know, it's like, what sets them up to meet Mr. Yeah. Or yeah. to bring them all together for, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I also think he kind of, he did serve for a while as, I don't know if father figure is the right word, but he definitely had a, a like a, a presence in the community or in in the at least the the group of characters that we have. Because I think you can like reflecting that because he didn't they didn't have kids, and so he was always mm-hmm. I think especially right after Alice died when he was talking about. Um, how his you know he wanted to make sure that he took care of his niece and his sister-in-law and stuff like that because she wasn't picking the best guys and all that um like there was a like a strong protective side to him it just may not have extended to mick all the way i don't know he was i don't this is this is again one of those things where i think like, I just didn't connect with any of the characters, so my brain didn't bother to pick up on a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. Um, man, when you were talking, I had something else, like, related to that, but now I can't, I can't even think. Um, what did you, like, let me think. So we talked about, like, Singer's devotion to his friendship to... Antoine and stuff, we kind of covered, like, I think what the four characters felt for Singer, that's what Singer felt with um, his mute friend, like, that was his way of communicating, his way of, because he was always so excited, he couldn't wait to tell him, like, all the things that were happening, he would always bring him gifts, like, but with the other people, like, he kind of just sat there and listened, like, I think he was a great friend, like, because he let Jake stay over there quite a few times like in that room do you feel he was a pushover at all mr singer yeah like he let everybody just talk and talk and talk and talk and unload on him and then the one person that he could communicate with or felt comfortable communicating with you know he was always giving him gifts and and chatting and stuff and to be honest like i never got the impression i mean Again, he was in an asylum, and I don't think it's ever really quite made clear why he was taken there. Yeah, yeah, I think it was just more the bizarre behavior that he was doing at the beginning. Yeah, and it was like, like, you know, giving him gifts and doing all this and extending this friendship, and none of that was ever returned to Singer. No. So I don't know, like... I felt like maybe kind of a pushover. I don't know if that's the right word again. Yeah. I mean, I think... It like, was like, he, like, he, like, allowed himself to be used by those people, and then even in his own, like, deep-seated friendship or relationship with this guy, like, he still was being used. 
Like if you came to me and you said, here's my new boyfriend, I love him, we're getting married, what, uh, whoever. And you're, you're just constantly showering him with like praise and gifts and talking about how mm-hmm. great he is. And he was just kind of like, whatever. I would be like, Tiffany, this, this guy's not good. <laughs> Please do that. I will. <laughs> I will find um, someone. <laughs> uh, yeah, I could see that. Cause, but do you think maybe they took advantage of him because he could not speak? To, so like, a little bit about yeah, like because I think they took advantage of him, because I think like when they da- when he killed himself, I think they were just like, why would he do this? Like I think it was more selfishness on their part of like, did he not know that I needed him? Like, and they never yeah. found out he was having he was sad internally, like he was yeah. sad for his friend. Nobody ever asked about him and how he was doing and nobody knew he had this friend that he would go visit. Like whenever he would say he was gone, like nobody knew where he was at. Yeah. Um, They never, they never said like, Oh, were you visiting someone? Why were you gone? It was always, how could you leave? I need you. Yeah. Like I'm, you're back now. Now I can unload again. So I don't know. I think that, um, yeah, that was a, a weird, uh, thing. Also, oh, this is what I was going to say. So, what did you think of, what was his name, Blubber or Bubber? Bubber. Bubber? Bubber. He shot. And there's a kid named Spare Ribs. Another food name. <laughs> All kids. Maybe that's the theme of Oprah's book club. It's everybody, that's the secret theme of Oprah's book club. Everybody's got a character named after food. If, if it happens in Anna Karina, then, I'm, then I think we're on to something. <laughs> This is my cousin Borscht. Like. Yeah, like if it happens, that's all I'm saying. Um, <laughs> what did you think about him shooting baby? I was sad because they like Bubber was only how old? Like six or seven? Baby was like four or five. Yeah, and I don't. He didn't do it on purpose because they made it seem like. He like liked he liked her. Yeah, because I know there was a, a one mention in the in the book at some at one point where it was like a passing thought of Biff's where he was just like, oh yeah, like Baby and Nick and Bubber, like when they all are like around in the shop and stuff like that. Yeah, I just I I don't know it, that like it was sad. It was sad. Yeah. I didn't like her I don't mom, really... though. No. No, 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 no. No, 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 She no, was like no. a dance mom. Yes. Oh, my gosh, that's exactly it. When she was like, I'm going to go get her hair permed. And he was like, I think she's too young. He's like, no, nah, she's fine. I'm going to take her to a professional. It's fine. Yeah, I it's think like, when no. she, and I think when she got shot, she cared more about, like, she wasn't going to be a superstar anymore. Like, that's yeah, what she I, cared about. I think part of me, too, is like, I know, like, when you're in English class, it can feel like a beat down every time the teacher's like, what does this symbolize? What does this person mean? Who does this stand for? And you're like, sometimes I just want to read a book. Thank you. That's I, feel why like, I hated reading books in high school. <laughs> I feel like reason. there's more to these characters. Like, they each do represent something or, or they should have represented something and they didn't or they weren't fully fleshed out enough to fully represent something. Like, there was just... There's a missing element in this book, and I don't know what it is. Yeah. I think I think the only one that maybe represented something that was very noticeable was probably Dr. Copeland with the racism. Yeah. And I think it was a very obvious one. Like, I think that was, if that was going to be a representative, like, that's the one I think. Um, also, you know, like, after Bubber did that, um... Mick was like, I'm going to start calling him George. And, like, I forgot about that. And so then I get to a page later on to her chapter. And she's like, George. She's like, George, do you love me? And I was like, who is George? <laughs> like, I, I did the same thing. I was like, I think I've lost my mind. I was like, there's a character in here that I don't know who. Because at first I was like, oh, is this the neighbor kid? And I was like, no, that's not the neighbor kid. I was like, who is George? 
Like, and then, and then she's like, he's like, well, you're my sister. And I'm like, is this her older brother? <laughs> I was like, does she have another brother? Oh, I seriously, it was, because they, they mentioned it once in her chapter. Then we have like four chapters before she comes back. And so when she does it again, I was like, oh, and I think I was, when I was at, like in Austin with you, I was like, I think I was at that part and I was like, I need to ask Lindsay who George is. It's <laughs> like, yeah. does she know? Yeah, it was, I was so confused. I was like, why did they do this to me? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I remember getting to that, to that page and just being like, what? And then she keeps, she keeps pressing on. He's like, you're my sister. This is weird. Knock it off. And he's just like, no, but like, if I weren't, I was like, Mick. Oh, Mick, I forgot. Like, no, Mick. Such a weird conversation. Super cringy, Mick. Just let it go. Such a weird conversation. Um... Okay, so a question is, okay, so the simple one is, were you surprised by Singer's death? Um, I think I kind of did, mentioned it a little briefly or offhanded earlier. Like, I was more surprised by Alice's than Singer's. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, another thing about this book is um, it's presented as, like, there's this deaf man and he's the star of the show and it's just his and his stories meeting these people, but he's kind of, he's a very central character, mm-hmm. but he's, I wouldn't call him. I would call, um, Mick, Dr. Copeland, Jake Blount and Biff, probably the four main characters. Oh, before yeah. Singer. Well, so I think, I think I was expecting something totally different from this book too. I think, I think going into the book, I thought he was the main character. Cause the way the, um, like synopsis made it seem but we got so many more chapters of the other four characters like his character his his chapters were just more about when he would go travel to go visit his friend and stuff like I don't think we learned a lot about him but maybe that was the point of like the the point was like we're not going to learn about him because nobody's asking him right like these other yeah. four characters are unloading all their problems onto him. So that's why we're, we know so much about them. I think, I think what we talked about a few weeks ago, I think we said it, we thought it was going to be a sad book. And I think I had it in the mindset that it was going to be like of mice and men where Mr. Singer was going to do something. Yeah. To, that's where I was going. Like, I thought it was going to be that way, like, where he was going to end up killing his friend. Like, that's my thought process, like, when I started reading this, because I was, like, it kind of still had that, like, I don't know, like, I had, like, the um, of my some men mindset. So that's where I thought it was going to be sad. Um, I did not think that both characters would die. Um, So I think I was surprised in that sense. But I knew when he went to the hospital for the last time to visit his friend and they couldn't find him, I was like, oh, he's probably, he probably passed away. Yeah. I think, I wonder too, if, um, if there's, again, cause we don't know, cause it wasn't ever revealed about his character, but his death seemed, him, him committing suicide was so like, like he got on the train, he got off, he left his bags there, he went, he sat, and he shot himself. Like, like it either was he had already made up his mind long ago that that's exactly what he would do if his friend had died, mm-hmm. or or he was just so overcome with grief that it was a very spur of the moment thing. And if somebody had been there to talk to him or at least be there for him, he may not have done it. Yeah, but I think. Nobody would have known he was feeling that way, even if somebody was there, because they would have never asked. Yeah, I but think, I'm just saying more like if yeah. there would have been enough to kind of turn his, mm-hmm. his his thoughts and his attention away from it. Yeah, because even I even felt with like Dr. Copeland, we did not see a lot of their communication. Like I don't feel like he went to Doctor or to Mr. Singer a lot. Like, I think... No, because I think the reason, like, Dr. Copeland kind of first started going for him was because he had deaf patients. Yes, he had a similar... he wanted to get to know more about them and 
you know, yeah. like, so that's how he first got with him. So I don't know if he ever he really used yeah. Singer the way the others did. Yeah, I think he actually respected him because he was like the only white man that respected Dr. Copeland as a black man. Yeah. Um, I don't, maybe that's why I liked his character so much. But again, I don't know that there was a lot to choose from. Yeah, I would I would say Portia. Yeah, she was a great character. Um so do you feel that with the characters' journeys that they ended in the same they ended someplace different from where they started? I mean well Singer's dead, so he did. He definitely did. <laughs> Not to be callous about it, but like I think but he kind of ended up with his friend again, technically, then. Yeah. I mean, so maybe- I, think he had, I think he had one of the more tragic arcs of the whole thing, because yeah. all he wanted was to find somebody to connect with. I think, I think, I think for me, maybe all of them are tragic, right? Dr. Copeland, it was a tuberculosis. So like oh I forgot that he had something that was so sad yeah so like for him I think he was kind of looking to change the world and what happened was he got tuberculosis and he got sent off Jake was looking for somebody or um, Singer was looking for somebody to connect with and that person that he had died mm-hmm. and then he died I think I think Mick at heart is a tomboy mm-hmm she's looking for somebody to accept her as as she is mm-hmm. um and mr singer was kind of that sounding board for her and then he died so she you know decided i can't wear shorts anymore i have to start dressing more like a woman i have to start you know acting like like what's expected to of me um well wow, i was just drunk like i don't i really hated that character i couldn't stand him yeah um if i think I think Biff was the only one who maybe mentally grew, but he's still stuck in the same spot. Yeah, he's still at his cafe every day. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know if their journeys were that much changed, because I just... I I don't know, because I feel like they they don't have Mr. Singer now, and so I feel like they would go back to their ways. Like, Jake is gonna become a drunk in a different town, you know? Like, I just, I kind of see, like, that happening. I think, like you said with Dr. Copeland, he was moving out of that house um, because he was sick. Um, I just hate it, too. Like, he pretty much self-diagnosed himself and wasn't getting, he couldn't get the help he needed. That kind of thing, which was really sad. Um... So, and then I think at the end, Jake went to go see him, but he had already left. So I thought there was like a little bit of growth there. But then I think at the same time, once he realized he wasn't there anymore, I think he was going back to his normal ways. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's one of those things where like, they all kind of fell into their expected role in society for that time period. Yeah. They were all using Singer as a way to kind of push back against that, but mm-hmm. without him, they lost they lost the the power some of the power behind their resistance. Yeah. They, yeah, I think I think maybe Mick might be the one that maybe grew the most. Um I do also think we see her like love for music continue because she wanted to eventually get that piano and stuff so I do I don't I think if anything I would say she grew the most her journey was probably the most um I mean those are pretty much my thoughts on the book again I think it was a book it had a story it had a plot it wasn't the worst book I've ever read but it also wasn't the best book I've ever read um, I think this is a book that I, I think, 
its reading place belongs in like an English literature class in yes. college. Like it seems like um, maybe you need someone to help guide you to really like break it down and get into the nitty gritty of a lot of it. Um, yeah. Which as an at home reader, you don't have that or that's not yeah. kind of what you're looking for at home. Yeah, I agree. Um, but you and I each gave it a three out of three. Mm-hmm. And I have sort of average ratings here. Okay. Um, Goodreads gave it a four out of five average reading. Audible gave it the same, which I did listen to an Audible snippet. And I thought the narr- like the person reading the book, the narrator, was great. I thought it was, they were a great choice. Oh, so okay. I imagine if you're into audiobooks, and you need something, this wouldn't be a bad choice for it. The, it I thought the voice it, was pretty spot on. And it might be good because you have five different characters that you're mm-hmm. in their mind. So that actually might be a good idea to do Audible for it. Yeah. Um, and then Barnes & Noble, all the people on there were similar to us. They go to three and a half out of five. So we're not too far off from what other people are thinking for it. But um, yeah. Just, yeah, I don't our average reading for is three out of five, which puts it ahead of the Rapture Planet, which averaged out to two point seven five. <laughs> so, do we agree with that? Um, because uh, that's hard for me because with the Rapture of Canaan, I read it so quickly; it went by super fast. But again, it did nothing to me. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I think 2.75 and 3, those are pretty close. Yeah. It's a, so I'm not... It's not a terrible... Yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see where we are 12 books from now. Yes. Like, I want us to do an episode after we've read all 12 books that we selected for Oprah's Book Club and see, like, if we still agree, like, we should do our ranking, like, after we average our ratings, rank yes. them. See if that was really our favorite book. See if this one was really our least favorite. And would we change it from there? Um, because I don't know. I'm interested to see where my thoughts are. Like if I'm still thinking about this book or is is there going to be something worse than a 2.75 that we're going to see? I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, Okay, so I printed out a five-star and a one-star for The Heart is the Lonely Hunter, and I was going to read those. I'm not going to read the whole thing because they're both pretty long, but I highlighted some, like, parts to both of them. Um, So with the five-star, she starts out saying, she went there, didn't she? As I read this novel, I could tell McCullers was setting the stage for something truly horrible to happen, and horrible things did happen, but they were never as bad as I thought they would be until, oh yes, she waited until the very end to rip my heart from my chest, throw it on the floor, stomp it on, stomp on it with her pumps, and throw it into the ocean to be eaten by sharks. Um, and then she says, all of the characters in this novel are haunted by a ghost of loneliness, um, The reviewer kind of goes into detail about the different characters, so I won't go into that. But she ends on saying, but things don't always turn out okay, and what you're left with is the harsh reality of life. We all experience tragedy. We are, all of us, lonely hunters. So that was somebody that gave The Heart is a Lonely Hunter a five-star. So, yeah. Um, Yeah. And I got these from Goodreads, both of these. So that was the five star and then the one star said I had such great expectations for this book um I would have sworn it was a book about love after reading certain reviews on it here and discovering it had absolutely absolutely nothing to do with a romance novel my previous expectations for it grew even more so I bought it so um it's it's a sad feeling to have such expectations for the book and being left with nothing Seeing it has touched other people so much, especially since I feel like I should have connected with Mick and or the author being a 23-year-old and having feelings of isolation and loneliness myself. But to me, it did nothing. I feel like we kind of agree more with the one star than the five star. 
yeah, I think that that one star person kind of hit the nail on the head for me. Like, I feel like I should have liked this book, and I yeah. just didn't. I definitely did not think it was a romance book. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> that made me laugh a little bit. But um, yeah, I think I I think there were some expectations that were not met, but. I still am impressed that a 23-year-old wrote this book in the 40s. That's pretty impressive. Um, but yeah, those are just a five-star and a one-star. You said our average rating was a three. It's a three. Um, so, but yeah, I think, I mean, I don't have any more really thoughts on this book. I think we've pretty much covered our thoughts on it and everything that we had to discuss. I had my questions answered that I had for you. Um, but yeah, I am. Uh, are we ready to jump in? Whew, to uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Anna <Anna-Kurna. laughs> Yeah, um, which was, if I'm not mistaken, her May 2004 pick. So literally, uh-huh. I think it was literally right after the Heart Is the Lonely Hunter for her. Yeah, I think it, I think you're right. So that's kind of cool that we are reading that back to back as well. So I think last time I got us to ready for the Heart Is a Lonely Hunter by reading off the first line of the book. Um, so I was going to do that again for Anna Anna Karenina, but Anna this one actually is like a pretty famous opening line. Okay. Um, like if you Google, you know, best opening lines in literature. Nine out of ten times, it's going to be there on that list. So I wonder, have have you read it yet? Have you read the first? No, I haven't haven't read the first line, and I don't have my Kindle with me at the moment. But I don't know if I told you this, but in The Woman is the Window, she quoted something from that book. It might be, it might be the opening line. Okay, so remind me next week when we do our weekly check-in to get the book, The Woman is in the Window, like, because, again, I don't have it with me at the moment, and I'll find that page where she quotes that, because I was like, how weird is that, that, like, our paths are crossing with a different book that I'm reading? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So the opening line is, maybe maybe if you hear it, you'll be able to okay. be like, oh, yeah, that's it. But it's, uh, happy families are all alike, and every unhappy family is unhappy in its own way. And so, so... You know, this was originally written in Russian, so there are yes. a couple of translations out there. Um, so, but it's usually to that effect: like all happy families are like every unhappy or every sad family is sad in its own way, or yeah. unhappy in its own way. Oh, um, I know. Last time too, I think you read the last line for the heart is the lonely hunter. Do you want to do the same thing with this one? Let me see get- if I can. <laughs> Let me see if I can pull it. <laughs> Thousand pages later. Again, it's not. Yeah, it's on. Uh, you don't have to. I've... Oh, there it is. I got okay. it. So I hope this. I hope. Hope this is. Oh. 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 Okay. I hope this is it. But it's. Oh, it's quite long. Okay, you don't have to. <laughs> it's quite long. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> We can maybe, we can maybe talk about it when we actually finish the book. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like it's quoting. It looks like it's quoting someone. Oh lord, okay. So, yeah, okay. I'm kind of I'm kind of excited for it. I think. Okay. I read I read like the first first page or so of it, and I was like. Like right off the bat, you know, it has the the, the the iconic opening line, and then it's like, yeah. Uh, so this person decided to have an affair, but then this person was also having an affair, but then this person was kind of up to, I was just like, oh my god. <laughs> I heard it's some good like Russian family drama. Yeah. When I was reading reviews, so I'm actually excited again to like pick out some reviews when we discuss this. I think, I think our plan is because we said it was eight parts, so. I, I feel like basically a part a week, but we'll discuss it every other week and talk about two parts together. Yeah. So we'll, we'll basically do, yeah, so we'll, probably, we'll 
most likely for the next eight weeks, we'll do like a weekly check-in and then discuss two parts. A weekly check-in, discuss two parts. And then hopefully in two months' time, we will be done. And, I mean, maybe, I don't know if I'm like predicting it or if I'm going to jinx us, but I feel like this one's going to be, we're going to like this one the best out of the three so far. I'm hoping so. Yeah. And then either at the end of the big discussion for Anna, when we do the last two parts, we'll either announce the next three books or we'll save that for our next weekly check-in. Yes. So we will announce those next three books. I'm not looking forward to the third one of that set. But yes. Yeah. (laughs) So... Um, I think that's it. I will probably start reading it probably next week. So when we do our next weekly check-in, I probably will not have started it yet. Um, because I, I do have some reading updates that I'll save for the weekly check-in and stuff. So, um, but then I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of like you, I'm kind of excited to read it and it's Kindle. And I feel like sometimes I read Kindle books a lot faster. Faster. So I feel like the first two parts, and I think it's like either like less than 200 pages or right around 200 pages for the first two parts. Like, Mm. I feel like it's super doable. So, but yeah, anything Mm -hmm. else? No, I'm hoping to have, um, we're house sitting for my parents this week and I didn't bring one 284, but I did bring, um, the new Jim Crow. So I'm hoping to finish that. Uh, by our next check-in hopefully so that um you know i'll actually have something interesting to bring to the table (laughs) yeah we also have a few other a few other books on there that you know if i get feel bogged down by it again like i can always jump to something else but yeah and then are you still listening to the seven husbands of evelyn lynn hugo hugo yeah, um, so I have I haven't listened to it in a okay. while. I haven't had a chance to. So. Okay. Well, then we will also save that for the check-in. Yes. Okay. Well, I hope everybody that read the Heart Is a Lonely Hunter either had the same opinions. If not, let us know. I'm interested to see what other people thought. I think we were kind of just like split down the middle. Nothing. It didn't really do anything for us. It wasn't the worst book, but it wasn't the best book. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'm excited. Again, some family, Russian family drama, maybe, in this next book that we're going to read. And next week will be a weekly discussion, and then the week after that will be the first two parts of it. Um, Because I think trying to read that book in a month is a lot. So, yeah. If that's it, um, we will see you next time. Happy reading. Happy reading. Bye. Bye.